Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing today? I hope everybody's fabulous. You can answer, will I be able to hear you? Fuck no, but I would still love to know what your response is, okay? I'm a little highly caffeinated right now because um, I just had a matcha, and but before I had a matcha this morning, I had two coffees before my workout, and then I decided to have a matcha after because I really fucking love anxiety, and I really love paying to have panic attacks, but that's where I'm at right now because I'm highly fucking caffeinated, so this will be an interesting episode. So let's get into my week intro. Do you guys remember the story that I told you about how I saw this guy, he came into my work and he looked just like a guy I used to hook up with and it ended up being like a famous actor. I told the story a couple weeks ago on the podcast, right? I had never thought about the guy that I had hooked up with since I saw that actor. Like I I hadn't thought about him for like a year until I saw that actor and I was like, oh my God, he's totally giving me, let's call the guy that I'm talking to um, or that I was hooking up with, let's call him Little Bitch. And we'll get into why I'm calling him Little Bitch. But I was like not even thinking about Little Bitch whatsoever until I saw the famous actor who looked just like Little Bitch, okay? Mind you, Little Bitch had been following me. I'm actually insane that I'm calling him Little Bitch, but the name fits him well. The little bitch had been following me on Instagram. We've been following each other since we've been talking or whatever. So we've been following each other like over a year and a half kind of thing because since last time we hooked up, we were following each other, whatever. And little bitch would like my photos. And I'd be like, every time little bitch liked my photos, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, you wish. You literally wish you could be in my presence right now, okay? So I know little bitch was active on my Instagram and I would see that he would view my stories when I was checking for other people. So I'm bringing this up as to why I'm like little bitch was stalking my page and on my page and following me and actively on my page because this past weekend I found out little bitch blocked me. Okay. And that is how he earned his name little bitch. So I don't know why he blocked me. He had to have blocked me recently I don't think he listens to the podcast. If he does, he's probably not going to like the fact that I've been calling him little bitch. But he's blo- he blocked me, so I don't know if he would even know I posted a fucking episode. Anyways, here's the thing. There's a lot of confusion around this for me because little bitch and I do not speak. We have not spoken, and I'm just confused as to why I'm blocked. If you're like, Livy, how did you know you were blocked? Like, you're clearly checking up on him. That's actually not the case. What was happening was I was on the phone with with one of my friends and she was talking a fuck ton, okay? She was just talking a lot. And I have two sections of my DMs. I have the primary, which are my primary people, and then I have the general. So the way my DMs are split up is that I usually all the girls are in my primary and all the dudes that slide in my DMs are in the general just because like I don't. I like to filter them out, so I'm like, oh, if I get a new DM and I look at primary, I know it's just one of the guys in the general, and it helps me just, like, stay a little bit organized, and I like to keep all my hoes in the same area code. Like, I like to keep them all in the same spot, whatever. So very rarely do I have a man that's in my primary. Like, literally, even the guys that I'm, like, serious with, they're never going to be in my primary because my primary are the ones that I answer frequently. My generals are the ones that take me a while to get to because I just don't have the fucking time. So that's that. 
I was searching through those and I was looking at my general and I was scrolling down for at least like five, 10 minutes and I stumbled across his profile and then I clicked on his profile and it said user not found. And I was like, wait, what the absolute fuck? Did little bitch block me? So I went on my fake account. Fuck off. Yeah, I do have a fake account. Um, and then I looked up his name and his Instagram was still there. So little bitch went out of his way to block me. And me being the absolute sick narcissist that I am, I was like, he blocked me because of the simple fact that he cannot stomach to see me living my best life, glowing the fuck up, becoming that boss ass bitch that we all knew I was going to be because he's not a part of my life. You know, like he's definitely still in love with me. He's definitely obsessed with me. And he had to block me because his obsession was getting too out of hand. Crazy, okay? I know I'm fucking nuts, but I was like, this is... This is why little bitch blocked me. Like I 100% know that's why he blocked me because at the same time, like we don't communicate, we don't talk. Like there was no reason for him to block me. Like I understand and unfollow. We're just not in each other's lives anymore. Like cool and unfollow, but a block? You know if a motherfucker has to block you, the emotional pain and turmoil you're causing them a year after not speaking to them has to be fucking intense, okay? I have to be living in his head rent fucking free. That's the thing. Because why else would little bitch block me? I've not communicated with him. Nothing. Okay, if he heard the story, there's really nothing bad that I said about little bitch in that story. So it's just like, okay, go ahead and block me. It honestly boosts my ego so much. I have like a weird God complex where it's like, if someone blocks me, I'm like, holy fuck. Like I really bother them and it makes me more confident and it somehow boosts my ego even more. I'm sick in the head. Okay. I'm mentally ill, but it is what it is. I don't know. Cause I'm like, if you have to block me, I'm bothering the shit out of you by just living my best life. Like if you're that bothered watching me live my best life, that's a you problem, not a me problem. And then I'm like, God, I really, I'm just so fucking amazing. Anyways, I thought it'd be interesting to let everybody know that little bitch did block me and honestly makes me feel good. Honestly makes me feel good about myself. Like it should, like I guess normal people feel bad when someone blocks them. I have never felt more confident. I have never felt more in love with my life because I'm realizing my life is irritating other people and that's how you know. You're doing it right, okay? So anyways, I brought back one of my exes into my life. Um, This ex I knew I just wanted to take like a short break from because I just needed time to get my life together before I could have them back in my life and like, but I missed them genuinely every moment that they weren't with me. They have satisfied me in ways that none of my other exes could have and I knew I just wanted it to be a short break in my life and the break is now over and I knew that this person was my soulmate from like the moment I met them and they really just, I'm kind of like addicted to them. Like I'm genuinely addicted to them and all that they do for me. It is... Barry's boot camp, bitches. If you thought it was a boy, that's fucked up. We know I don't fuck with men that heavy to be like, I have a soulmate. No, it is Barry's motherfucking boot camp. And if you're like, what is that? Um, it's my workout class that genuinely, some people are addicted to hard drugs, Molly cocaine, know a bunch of people, not me. I'm addicted to Barry's boot camp. It gives me a feeling that I cannot describe. Like it's the just 
literally every single thing about it is so fucking addicting to me. Like the wake up, the get ready before the workout class, the workout in general, just pushing myself so fucking hard, competing with the people next to me, but they don't even know we're competing. And like, I'm like, fuck you, bitch. And as I'm like sprinting, like nobody knows why I'm saying it, but like, I know why I'm saying it. And just the adrenaline rush and the endorphins that I get after it. Like I cannot describe to you how fucking happy it makes me. I am the best me when I'm doing berries. So berries is back. He's my soulmate. Only man that ever has given me this amount of joy. I love him to death. Um, I'm back at berries and that's that. Honest to God, berries should be giving me free memberships by the way I promote them. Like I literally texted my mom the other day and I was like, whose dick do I have to suck for a berries membership? Cause that's where I'm at. But then I just bit the bullet and I was like, okay, bitch, get the membership back. You might as well. But like, that's how far I would go. Prostituting myself for a Barry's membership seems valid to me. Cannot lie. Kidding. I would never suck dick for money because I'd be a lot richer if I did. And that's how you know I don't suck dick for money is because I'm not as rich as I'd love to be. Okay. Anyways, what, let's get into this week's episode. I am making this episode because I have struggled with OCD since I was in sixth grade. I always felt like a black sheep for dealing with it because nobody else I knew dealt with it. Like I literally felt mentally insane. Um, You have no idea. I felt like I was schizophrenic. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what the fuck is this? But I've learned a lot since sixth grade. A lot of people I know have OCD as well. And I want to get into my OCD. It's been really bad this past week, so I'm going to like talk to you guys through my OCD journey to help you if you're dealing with it. I want to make it feel less heavy in my head, and I like want to laugh about it. I knew I always wanted to do an OCD episode, but it can get fucking intense sometimes, so I was like, maybe not. But okay, trigger warning right now. I'm going to be talking in depth about OCD and intrusive thoughts because my intrusive thoughts are absolutely fucking insane, and I have to just tell you guys about them. But I want to let everybody know to be nice to me because I... <laughs> the fuck am I? I'm like, be nice to me. I want you to be nice to me because I actually hate talking about my OCD. It makes me feel mentally fucking insane. And I genuinely just like hate talking about it. But I want to talk about it for you guys because if anybody else is dealing with OCD or has dealt with OCD, I just want to make you guys feel light and laugh about it. Like we can laugh about our mental illnesses and that's what we're going to do. So what is OCD? OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. So you have an obsessive thought that will not go away until you act on the action. So here's where we get into detail about my OCD. My OCD, that is that if I don't touch something, I will die. Okay, if you struggle with OCD, you know exactly what I'm feeling. But if you don't, you're like, oh my God, Livy's absolutely fucking nuts. So here's the thing. I would see something and I'm like, if you don't touch that, like you're literally going to die. No idea why. And then I have a full panic attack in my body and I, I have to touch it. Okay. That's what my OCD is. And it's like, wait, what? It makes no sense. But if you struggle with OCD, you know how horrible those intrusive thoughts are because those thoughts do not go away until you touch that motherfucking tree. And then you look absolutely insane for touching a tree, but like you had to do it because your OCD was like telling you to do it. Also, intrusive thoughts is what I get also. And this started earlier in January. I had probably the worst intrusive thought I've ever had, but we'll get back into that at the end of the episode when I talk about intrusive thoughts. So let's talk about how my OCD started and or how I figured out I had OCD. So in sixth grade, I just felt the urge to pick up things. Like I would walk home from school with like 
75 rocks in my pocket and my mom would be like why did you pick all this stuff up I was like because I was going to die if I didn't mom and she would be like okay honey like nobody they just like kind of let me do it nobody thought it was OCD and they were just like Livy just loves to pick up shit like she just loves to pick up fucking rocks for no reason but this spiraled and I had like no idea why I felt this way I had no idea how to cope with this so in sixth grade like I was dealing with this like honest to God, the worst mental illness, OCD. And I'm not understanding how to cope with it. I'm not understanding why I'm having these thoughts. And I literally thought I was like schizophrenic. I was like, wait, what is this? Like, why do I need to like pick up this shit? And I would, I like, nobody understood it. And then the people close to me were like, what the fuck is wrong with her? But eventually, like in eighth grade, when I started going to outpatient and inpatient for my other mental illnesses, they were like, she has OCD, okay? So let's get into some of these OCD story times and I just want to get into them and talk about what horrible but like we're going to laugh about it story times I've had with OCD. So here's the thing. When it first started I could not open my eyes in the car. So this is like sixth grade through eighth grade. I refused to open my eyes in the car because I was like if I see something I'm going to have to fucking touch it. Like I'm going to want my mom to pull over and touch it and I didn't know how to cope at that age so I was like holy fuck I'm I just wish I was blind. Like Helen Keller has never sounded like the luckiest bitch in the world than she did in that moment to me because I was like that bitch was blind that lucky bitch like I literally would pray to be blind I would be like Lord make me blind so I don't have to see things to touch them or pick them up like Lord please so it came to the point my OCD was getting so bad that I would stay home because I didn't want to go out and pick up a bunch of shit like it was like I didn't want to fucking live like that. I like how I'm like in sixth grade, seventh grade. I'm like, I didn't want to fucking live like that. But like I didn't. It was so annoying and I like absolutely hated it. So you guys have probably heard Maisie and I both talk about the Helen Keller game so often. But I want to get into detail about the Helen Keller game. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically Maisie and I would walk to school together and I would tell her we're playing the Helen Keller game which I would pretend I was then blind and Maisie would have to lead me just because I did not want to see anything so I didn't have to touch it or pick it up so I was like I'm going to pretend to be blind and we're gonna call it the Helen Keller game honestly an innovative genius as a sixth grader like god damn was I brilliant for that one like I genuinely cannot lie what a funny way I like how I'm like hyping myself up I'm like no but literally I was like this is the Helen Keller game and we're gonna fucking play it so Maisie as you guys have probably heard me talk about a million times with her would always be like why don't I get to be Helen like she would find it so unfair and I was like bitch I am fucking Helen and I'm gonna be Helen for a long time but mind you everybody is watching me pretend I'm blind and I gave no fucks because as long as I didn't have to see the ground or like anything near me that I would have to touch or pick up I was like I'm fucking fine with acting like I'm blind okay I don't give a fuck and Maisie would lead me and that bitch would lead me into trees because she thought it would be funny and like Maisie would walk a half a mile with me pretending I was Helen Keller and all these moms and people would be looking at us and I'd be like I don't care I literally don't care I cannot see anything until they struggle with OCD they can fuck all the way off so that was the Helen Keller game that I created to escape my OCD I also could not go to 
like my hometown's downtown area because I had like a weird fear of trains, like an absolutely bizarre fear of trains. And I was like, no, no, it's going to be 20 times worse. I'm going to pick up literally everything. And so like all my friends would be like, let's go downtown the Grange. And I'd be like, you guys can go. I'm going to like just stay home. And they'd be like, why? I'm like stomach ache. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's a fucking stomach ache, Rebecca. Leave me alone. But in reality, like I just did not want to be down there because like I didn't want to see shit that I would like touch or pick up. Like I just couldn't. And I was getting to the age where like I'm in eighth grade people are like no Livy we're not gonna play the Helen Keller game anymore like you're gonna have to fucking deal with your absolute psychoticness like you're gonna have to so that is another reason another little story time I guess these are just like little rants instead of like a story time oh I would also imagine me traveling absolutely lost my fucking mind I would have I would link arms with my mom and my sister and I would look up so I didn't have to see anything so I didn't have to touch anything or pick it up like me traveling was the worst fucking thing in the entire world and I was like just put me in a wheelchair and my mom was like Livy no like literally no there's absolutely no fucking way we're gonna wheel you around when you have no mental like not mental but like no disability bitch relax and like Nobody understood at what I was going through until Maisie started developing OCD later on in life. Like she was the only one that got it. So that's another person that I want to bring into this is Maisie and I both have severe OCD. So the any of you guys are like, who's Maisie? My best friend. Um, the way we say goodbye to each other is so intense because we both have like certain taps that we have to do three times and like certain hugs that we have to do like three times like it just is like a whole ordeal because OCD comes with a number as well so like you have to like touch something three times or like whatever your OCD is but like mine is like three times and like Maisie was two times so like it it didn't fucking work well if she's trying to do two and I'm trying to do three so Maisie and I's goodbyes like a hugging each other just a simple goodbye we look like absolute psychopaths because we're like trying to like get our OCD rituals out in that moment and so we're like I'm like tapping her elbow three times she's like touching my ears like we're, I'm like hugging really tightly we're not hugging at all we're hugging really tightly and I'm like one two three one two three and Maisie's like touching my like random shit Maisie's like wait I have to touch this part of your hand I have to touch that part of your hand like all these little things and it's just your OCD thoughts if you guys are like wait what the fuck is this it's your OCD like your OCD is not your real brain. It's just a thought that's telling you you have to do something and you're choosing to act on that action because if you don't, you literally feel like you're gonna like gonna die. There's an intrusive thought followed by like the whole thing, whatever, but like mine would be like, you're gonna die. And I'd be like, oh my God. Like my mind would be like, you're gonna die if you don't do that. I'm like, holy fuck. So I like obviously did everything that my OCD was telling me to do. I'm like, okay, fuck, like I can't die. And you're like, how would you die? Livy, how would you die? Think rationally. That's the thing. OCD doesn't have you think rationally. I just be like, I'm going to die. I'm literally going to die if I don't touch Maisie's elbow three fucking times, bitch. I'm going to die. So here's another thing. My OCD was really bad from like sixth grade to my freshman year to the point where I would make my mom sleep with me at night. Okay, fuck all the way off if you think it's weird. Um, I just like could not sleep like without I would like walk around the house and touch shit So like my mom was like I'm just sleeping with you so you don't move and I'm like, okay, bitch But I would wake her up Several times in the middle of the night to have her say certain words because my OCD was like your mom needs to say the word train Or you're literally gonna die and I'm like, holy fuck mom, please say train and she'd be like Olivia I'm fucking sleeping and I'm like mom say train or I'm gonna die So like my mom literally was like this bitch is absolutely insane, but here's the thing like it would always be like a new thought because like when you 
give in to the OCD, more thoughts just keep coming. And so I didn't understand how to fucking cope with this at this time. And I was like, mom, you need to say the word basketball three times in a row. Basketball, basketball, basketball. And she'd be like, Olivia, I'm so tired of saying basketball. Or then I'd be like, mom, you literally need to say penis right now. Like, you need to say penis. And it'd be like weird shit like that. And she's like, penis, Olivia, now go to bed. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, I can't. So the OCD would just be so intense. And like, I kid you not, my mom barely slept because I'd be like, mom, you need to say penis. Mom, you need to say penis. My OCD is making you say penis. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm like, mom, if you don't say penis I'm going to die and she'd be like penis Livy penis <laughs> and then I would be like okay thank you good night thank you so much good night so yeah my OCD was like a fucking bitch before I actually got it under control and we'll get into how I get it under control but this had to be the worst OCD OCD moment of mine this happened when I was 18 at this point my OCD was under control and like my OCD now only comes out in stressful situations so I was on a plane ride back to California. I mean, from California back to Chicago. Basically, I flew into California and I had to pack up my entire apartment and then leave the following night. Like I had like six hours in California to get all my stuff and go. So I'm on this plane ride and I remember seeing a little piece of paper. And I was like, Livy, you have to pick that up. Like you have to pick that up. And I was like, no, fuck my OCD. Like I'm not giving into it. I'm on the plane and I'm like, bitch, you should have fucking picked up that piece of paper. Like, you should have done it. You're gonna die. And I'm like on this plane like, holy fuck, I'm gonna die. I'm literally gonna die. So I remember getting up and I was like, oh my God, I forgot my charger out there. And the lady was like, I'm sorry, the aircraft is closed. I wanted to punch her in the throat. But I was like, you know what? No, I have to deal with my OCD. I have to struggle with it. I have to sit through this pain. I was like, holy fuck, a four-hour goddamn flight. All I thought about was that little piece of fucking paper. I was having mini panic attacks. I was like drugging myself with my passion flower. Passion flower is like a natural herb because my mom doesn't believe in medications. So I'm like drinking this whole fucking bottle of passion flower, just praying to God I make it through this flight because my OCD was just nonstop. I was like doing anything to knock myself out. I'm like popping melatonin like it's fucking candy because my mom only believes in natural remedies and was like you're not getting medicated but like I understand that because when she did try and medicate me I absolutely fucking hated it so I'm like literally drinking my tinctures of passion flower like it's fucking water and I'm like this is so bad mind you it's all in my head like it was literally just in my head and I, I was making it worse in my own head because I was already in a stressful situation of moving back to California like moving from California back to Chicago, like just stressed as fuck. And then I'm like that little piece of paper. Why the fuck didn't I pick it up? And I'm like, Livy, you literally need to relax. Like you're becoming a little bit fucking insane. And that was the worst moment I had with my OCD. Okay. Those are a couple little OCD story times I've had of just like the memorable moments of my OCD. So I want to get into my intrusive thoughts But first, I want to talk about how I dealt with my OCD. Well, no, actually, at the end of the episode, I want to talk about how I cope with OCD and like what helped me during my when my OCD was its worst. But here are my intrusive thoughts. Okay, so in January of 2020, I was doing Zoom comedy shows and I was actually a part of my conservatory program. One day I'm on Zoom in the middle of a show. Okay, in the middle of a Zoom show. And I'm like, my intrusive thought is like what if you just say this and it's like a horrible fucking word right now like as your line what if you just say this word instead 
I fully broke out in an anxiety rash, had an absolute panic attack, and I was like, oh my fucking God, what if I say this word? What if I say this word? What if I say this horrible word? And I was just like, that's all I could think of. And I actually had like a mini panic attack during the show. And I was like, holy fuck, I like literally, what if I say this word? What if I say it? I would never say this word. I would never say this word in the middle of a show either. And my OCD was like, what if you do? It's more of an intrusive thought, like what if you say this? What if you do it? Literally no idea why the fuck that had to come in, okay? Another intrusive thought is, this is like fucked up. When I drank too much coffee one day, I had like a full-on panic attack. I talked about it before. I was like, I literally wanted to jump off my balcony. That's another intrusive thought is like, what if you just jumped off your balcony? Like, what would happen if you just jumped off your balcony? I'm like, I would die. And they're like, well, what if you did it? And I'm like, well, I would die. And it's like, what if you did it? It's just like weird little intrusive thoughts that kind of happens on any balcony. It's like, what if you were to jump? What if you were to jump, Livy? And it's just like an OCD mixed with an intrusive thought just, just really wants to fuck up my day. And I'm like, literally shut up, brain. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm actually making myself sound insane. But that's fine. Oh, I literally was scared to be around my knives because I was like, what if I stab myself? What if I stab myself when I drank too much coffee? Like, my intrusive thoughts don't really affect me that badly. But like, it's just like you'll be like living your normal life and like happy smiling and it's just like what if you stab yourself and you're like oh my fucking god what if I stab myself and then it just sends me into like a full fucking spiral panic and it's just like what if you do stab yourself so like after when I have those intrusive thoughts like I'm just usually like fuck that forget it but that time it was 20 times worse because I was like oh my god like I drank so much coffee so my anxiety was so high to begin with that I had to go on a run like I swear to god that coffee that man gave me it was like a pumpkin spice latte I swear to you, he had to have put cocaine in it because the way I reacted to that coffee was like, I actually felt like I did so much fucking blow. I've never done cocaine, but I like, that's what I would imagine cocaine feeling like. Like it was so horrible. So those are just some of my cute little intrusive thoughts that it's like, what if you just did this, Livy? It's like me living my life like da 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 da. It's like, what if you just did this? Like, what would what would happen? And I'm like, holy fuck! My therapist has my intrusive thoughts come when I'm losing control of situations. Um, I think my OCD is the same thing. Like, if I don't have control of a situation, my OCD comes in to like check me to like try and get control. Like OCD and intrusive thoughts are all of a control thing. So it just gives me some sense of control, I guess. Like. For example, this is like so TMI eating disorder um, trigger warning. But like when I had my eating disorder, my OCD wasn't really bad at all because I was controlling a different aspect of my life. Like I was completely controlling my eating and like my um, bulimia. So I didn't mean to sing bulimia, but like, yeah. So my OCD wasn't that bad because I was controlling a completely different aspect of my life. So it all comes down to like a control thing. And my therapist and I are like figuring it out and like what it is. But like my OCD, what is it like now? Let's get into my OCD now. It only comes out when I'm stressed. Like I very rarely have OCD anymore. It only comes out when I'm stressed. Traveling, it comes out badly. I think I just, after that moment that I didn't pick up that piece of paper and like had a panic attack on a plane um it definitely fucks with my head a little bit so like traveling it does come out a little like badly but it's definitely manageable like also like the times of the year fall and summer it's 20 times worse and my mom says it's because the histamines in the air don't ask me what the fuck a histamine is because I have absolutely no idea but it's the histamines in the air apparently it's like making my allergies worse which worse which is making my OCD worse which is making everything worse so 
that's something. So also it's a control thing. So when I'm not in control, like if there's a situation where I have like zero control, that's when it comes out all like as well. But like it very rarely comes out anymore. And I feel like I've managed it pretty well. So let's get into how I cope with my OCD and how I coped with my OCD in the beginning when it was really bad and I made it more manageable. Basically, like I would reverse the OCD thought is the biggest thing that helped me get through it. But as well as my new gluten-free, dairy-free diet that I'm on. So the reason I'm not eating gluten or dairy anymore is because it really fucks with my brain, which fucks with my OCD because like my OCD was really bad this past month. And so I'm like, okay, let me try going gluten-free, dairy-free for like my OCD and my anxiety, just see if it's like any better. So I also had this, you're like, wait, why are you going gluten-free, dairy-free? Like what are the benefits? When I was really struggling with my OCD the worst, I went to this doctor and he tested my blood and he tested everything to see what and my saliva or whatever to see what foods were causing me like an allergic reaction that would throw off the chemical imbalance in my brain. So the foods that he told me to stay away from were gluten-free, dairy-free, and sugar-free. But sugar-free is a little difficult for little Livy. It's very fucking difficult. But um, yeah, when I went to him, he was like, these are the foods that are making things worse for you. So now I don't eat certain foods because of that. And like for a while I was like, okay, fuck what he has to say. And my OCD is gone and I was eating normally. And then I had that horrid like eating disorder. And then I was like, for a while I couldn't just go back to the diet that he wanted me on because I was too fresh from that eating disorder. And it just, I would have spiraled even more if I had to go gluten-free, dairy-free. I just literally would have spiraled. Like, it took me, like, a year and a half to be able to eat again normally and, like, comfortably. I mean, I still fucking struggle with my eating disorder, but, like, I don't act on it anymore. That's the biggest difference. So after I was, felt like my eating disorder was, like, really healed and okay, now I'm gluten-free and dairy-free, and it just – it makes things better. It, like, doesn't fog up my brain, and, like, he's done a bunch of fucking testing on me to, like, make sure what foods work for me and don't work for me. For, like, example, yogurt, my biggest trigger. Who would have fucking known yogurt? But it's yogurt. Who would have known? Oh, working out. I have to work out every day. I work out for my mental health, like – I've always said this. I love the benefits that come with it. Look at how my body looks. But like my mental health severely damages the fuck out of me. If I'm not, I don't know what the word I was trying to say is. But like if I'm not working out, I'm absolutely the biggest fucking cunt. I'm OCD central. I'm anxiety central too. Like fuck no. I need to work out every day for my mental health. It clears my mental health. And that's why berries are so important to me. Um... Also, like, OCD, just, like, not doing the action. So if it's, like, touch something, you're going to die. I'm, like, okay, I'm not going to do that, and I'm just going to live with it. Like, I'm just – you just have to live with it sometimes and just, like, let it make you uncomfortable. Like, because that's how you're going to grow from things, too. Like, the more I feed into it, the worse my OCD gets. But the more I, like, reject from it and I'm, like, I'm not going to do that, like, the better it gets because I'm taking control. So just not doing it when my OCD is, like, you have to do that, Livy. I'm, like, fuck you and choke. The mental battle I have with myself is so intense. Anyways, realizing what's bringing me stress so I can handle that. Because like if I'm stressed in another aspect of my life, my OCD is going to come out and that's when things get really bad. So I just have to figure out what aspect of my life it is that's causing me that stress and anxiety and like dealing with that, okay? Also, CBD. I just started with CBD two months ago, but I really like CBD and I take it 
I wanted to take it daily, but like I don't feel like I need to take it daily. I take it when I want to take it. And I really fucking love CBD. So highly recommending CBD over here. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. If you deal with OCD, just know it's completely manageable. You'll get through it. And it's not as bad as your brain's making you feel like. Um, I hope all of you still love me after this episode and don't think I'm absolutely fucking nuts and insane. It definitely took me a lot to like want to talk about this topic because it's just been something I've dealt with so heavily for so long that I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about my OCD. But like now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, let's fucking laugh about the fact that I had to touch trees. And like if you see me touching trees, mind your fucking business. My OCD is just really goddamn bad. Okay. So that's that for this week's episode. I love every single one of you. I hope you can all laugh about your OCD as well. We got to laugh through the pain, baby girls. Okay. Anyways, what the fuck? Um, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at sheislivy. You can also watch me on YouTube. I'm going to start uploading weekly videos. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> Don't hold me to it, baby. But I'm filming a day in my life right now um, on It's Livy Bitch. My YouTube is like my worst platform. Like the views I get on YouTube are actually horrible and horrid and I like don't fucking understand. And it's like really annoying to me. So like let's all watch my fucking YouTube videos. Okay. I love every single one of you. Have an amazing day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. Bye, bitches. Bye.